Yeah, we transfer window is pretty much finished. A couple of hours left. We made a couple of signings, but quite a lot of the dead wood out. Uh, not as much of the dead wood as we need, but fairly good window in my book, I think. Uh, got three great guests who are going to be talking about that and much, much more besides. So let's go through. Uh, Mac, Coach Mac now. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks for having us on. Sorry for the background no noise. I'm making a cup of tea so I can get settled while we have our great debate. Yeah. <laughs> debate. I don't know, it's, it, it's on YouTube, so you never know what we're going to find on there. Uh, yeah, no, looking forward to it. It's, um, it's going to be interesting to have a chat and, um, yeah, talk about what's been going on. Excellent. Yeah, and Mark as well. Uh, how are you doing, Mark? Good, mate. Pleasure to be back on. Thanks for inviting me. Looking forward to it. Welcome, as always. Uh, Emotion Podcast, uh, you want to talk about that or...? or... Not really. Do you, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> it's too emotional. They know how to sell this, don't they? They know how to sell this. We're, we're not bothered. We're Mark, not bothered. Mark, Mac, some of the greatest promoters of our time. Uh, they play War Emotion Podcast. Uh, go wherever you get your podcast. You can find that there. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and last but no means least, Sam from Paxton Vote TV. Been on here a few times. How are you doing, Sam? Very well, thank you. Just doing... The old TV, oh, sorry, transfer deadline day as well on Paxton Road. So, yes, I'm your one and only guest appearance I'm doing tonight. So, yes, oh, I feel honoured. Absolutely honoured. Uh, Paxton Road TV, I'm sure people know all about Paxton Road TV, but in case some people don't, uh, where can they find that? They can find us on YouTube, Paxton Road TV. Just put in a name and we're there. Um, we're currently on streaming now. So, a five-hour marathon session that started at six and I was just on with Darius, uh, uh, Don and Jack as well. Great channel that. So make sure you head over there, hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, Blue Podcast, how you doing, buddy? Uh, always a, a, a subscriber here and uh, hitting the likes and, and comments. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Make sure you hit that like. Make sure you hit that subscribe. Oh, uh, help the channel grow. 176 subscribers. So it would be great if I could get to uh, 200 before the start of the next game. Uh, but let's crack into it. Uh, before we start talking about Spurs, just a quick word. Uh, it's great to see Ericsson back. We were interested in him a little bit as well. I'm a little bit uh, about it. Uh, he's going to be playing every game for uh, Brentford and uh, based on what happened to him. But if he can stay fit and stay healthy, great to have him back. Uh, but he's not for us because he's the type of player that we can do with. But uh, Mac... Uh, do you think it's a good move? It's fairly risky for Brentford, maybe not so much for Ericsson. It'd be interesting what his wife thinks about it, but um, I, well, everything goes well. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, mate. He, he'll know himself whether he's uh, he's got it in him to, to still be playing at the highest level. Um, you, you, they say trust your own body, you know, it, it, it'll tell you. And I'm sure if he feels anything uh, a little bit untoward and dodgy, then, you know, he'll, he'll pull himself away. I, I think it's a fantastic sign for Brentford. I am gutted he hasn't come back to Tottenham. Um, I, I did, uh, I did kind of predict wrongly. So no longer on the, the ITK tier system now that he was going to come back. Um, it was, um, it was, a, it, it's a bit of a, a tough one for me because I, I can see him. It's a bit like Delhi at Everton, you know. I can see them coming back to Tottenham and and playing us and having man of the match performances and, you know, absolutely playing out of their skins. Um, you know, Delhi, don't get me wrong, I'm not sad that he's gone. It's about time. Uh, but Ericsson, yeah, it's glad, I'm glad he's back. But um, I'd have preferred him in, in Lily White than uh, Brentford Red. Yeah, and uh, Sam, uh, would you have wanted him back at Tottenham or do you think it's a bit risky? 
No, I just think the way the in, think in, should move on. in terms of in terms of ability of a player, obviously we haven't replaced him. But I just think that race had run. He he'd probably got to the end of his his shelf life at Spurs. He did want to move on. You know, he he'd given everything. We kept him for an extra season. He did what he needed to do. Went away. You know, kind of you know, got within that into into squad. Then obviously what happened in, in at the Euros happened. You know, it was. It, I just think as that from a from a player's perspective, when you've had something like that, which is almost I know it wasn't quite a near-death experience, but he was really it was so shocking to see what was on TV. Everybody kind of felt, wow, is he is he gonna make it? Whatever. I just think that's gonna take its toll long term on him. Uh, not to say that he's gonna not be able to play, but I just think that that mental side of thing, you know, sportsmen need to have that real sports mentality and maybe a little bit may have lost. Time will tell, but I just don't know if Spurs would have taken that chance to get him back. Insurance and all the rest of it, I don't know how that would have worked. So good luck to him. I would like to see him really do well at Brentford, but I just think for the time that he spent with us and, and just looking at all of that put together, I think it was probably the right decision in us not going back for him, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see him back and hopefully he can... Uh, I did see a, Brent, a Brentford fan on TV say, so we can score from free kicks and calls now because he's great at free kicks and corners. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in the chat, Wayne. How you doing, Wayne? Always a support of all Spurs channels. And Scott M. How you doing, Scott? I have to trust the doctors that would have cleared him over what I know. He, we could use a lot of his skills here. Best best of luck to him at Brentford. Absolutely. But, uh, Mark, we didn't sign him, but we have got two. Uh, hopefully, I won't butcher the names or misspell the names. Kulisevsky and Bentaker. Benton Kerr, I think he is. Oh, yeah. right. well, there's my first uh, error. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, from, from what I know of them, I don't know a huge amount, but Benton Kerr is a, a primarily defensive midfielder, both footed, good at keeping the ball, which we've missed out on a lot recently. Uh, short dribble. So he sounds similar to Dembele. He's obviously got a long, long, long way to go before he's even mentioned in the same breath as being anywhere near as good as him. Kulisevsky can play all across the forward line. Uh, I, I did some, my research was done by going on Google Images, looking at Kulisevsky, football manager 2022. It seems to be he's got a good pass and good vision. So I'm hoping he's the playmaker that I've been crying out for for years. Uh, Relatively cheap, Benton Kerr, 19 million, 19 euros, I think. Ben, uh, Kulisevsky loan with a view to buy, but uh, a good business in, in the buying front for you? I, I think so, yeah. Um, I don't know a great deal. Funny enough, mate, the, the first time I heard of Kulisevsky was from um, Championship Manager. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I got sacked by Tottenham, ended up getting the job at Man City, and he was already there, and I'd never heard of him. This was a couple of seasons ago. And he was shit hot on that. And from that, because I just see this little ginger guy running around on the screen. And then from, from that, I, I started looking into this guy. I was like, because he was so good on it. And obviously, I see it was at Juve. So I've watched him a few times and I've always been impressed, mate. And um, he was at the Euros. He didn't start. Um, I think he must have been injured. Or he may have even had COVID during the, the... I think he had COVID, actually, during the start of the Euros. So he wasn't in there in their um, team to begin with, because I, I picked him in my um, dream team. I've, I'm cursed with that, but we won't get we won't go there. But yeah, I think he's a good player, mate. I've, I've I really like him. I think he's I, and I think he's built for the Premiership. Um, I think he'll do well in the Premier League. Um, and it hasn't cost us anything at the minute, is it? I think it's an obligation to buy if he hits yeah. certain things, appearances. Um, what I'm pleased about, mate, is these two players. I'm hoping 
our committed players where, you know, we haven't come on to the ones that have left, but I, I you know, when we do come on to that, I don't think they're committed players. Um, so, you know, this is why I didn't mind Lamella. I know Lamella was very Marmite with people, but I know I didn't mind him. I think you were the same, Chris, because I know whether he, what he lacked in ability, he would always try his best. And I can forgive a lack of ability if a player is given everything he's got. That's all I want to see from any, that's all you can do. If you give everything you've got, then, you know, I, that's that's me as a fan. That's what I want to see. So as long as they come in and do that, um, I'm happy. And I think it's good business, personally. Yeah, and uh, Scott M says here, Mac, uh, underwhelming signings. That's what we have to expect, I guess. Not sure they bring the skills we need, but I hope they work out well. I think they do bring in the skills we need. After slightly uh, um Scott, I think Benton Kerr keeping the ball is something we've really struggled with. Uh, you look at Chelsea, the first leg home, uh, the, the the first half in the first leg, conceded a goal all over us for the rest of that half because we could, didn't have anyone to keep the ball and Kulisevsky hopefully will be the playmaker. But um, what do you make of that? Underwhelming signings, but that's what we have to expect. I mean, we, we, we were after Diaz, but as soon as Liverpool came in, he said he wanted to go to Liverpool, so it wouldn't have mattered what we'd have been for him. If Liverpool had bid for him and it got accepted, he's going there. So, what do you make of the signings? Underwhelming? Happy? Are you asking me? Are you asking uh, Max? Um, I'm I'm happy with the signings. I don't think um, I don't think they're underwhelming signings at all because um, some I'll repeat myself from what I said in the previous show um, that I was on earlier is that there is a very big gap between reality and where we think or where people think we should be um don't get me wrong i agree with what's going on down at the um at the training ground at the moment because we've we've been screwed over in a lot of ways over over many years um but the reality is is you know we all remember and i've said it before with you chris and with you mark we used to be mid-table dross three-point lane you know, uh, hoping for a good FA, FA Cup run, and under Pochettino, he gave us he gave us a glimpse and a taste of, of really being sat at the top table for any prolonged period of time. Um, and the reality for me is is I think we've got players where which are where a, a slight improvements on where we are um, on what we've got in, in the two positions that we've gained. Um, people going mental because we haven't signed the players that they believe are the players that they think we need as a club. Um, but if we, but everybody on Twitter who says, oh, we need this, we need that, don't get me wrong, I have an opinion, but I'm not going to lose my shit if Tottenham don't fill those gaps. Because if I was if I was any good at that, I wouldn't be sat here on a podcast with you guys doing a live stream on deadline day. I'd be sat at Sky Sports. You know, I'd be I'd be in, in the back room of a, a Premier League football team do, doing a job. Um, so I, I think that what we've got is is good. Um, ben, Benton Kerr is, um, you know, a lot of people have been quite well, he's not any better than what we've got. But you look at the Sari team, um, Juventus team that he was pivotal in, you know, the way he was able to hold the ball, the way he was able to transition the play from the back line to the forward players. He's, you know, he's in, from what I, I, I recall and what, I, what I've seen is he, he's able to pick out those little passes that we need to set Sun off down the right, to set Lucas off down the left, to feed the ball into Kane. Um, you know, so for me, I think he's he's definitely an upgrade from the left, right, or let's just knock it back to, to Lloris or, or Dyer, uh, what we've got in the middle at the moment. So I think he's an upgrade and I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, Kulicheski, 
you you look at his Palmer days. He was he was a striker. He played up front. Um, he scored goals. Um, you know, he 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 played well. Uh, and, and you look at his stats for Palmer and the fact that he can play across all the, the full the full front line. I think that you've given yourself an extra extra striker cover. Obviously, with Bergvine as well, potentially being used as a striker as well under Conte. So potentially you've got two covers there now for up front, and you've got players that can cut covers the whole the whole of the front line. You've got you know five six players there now. You know if you include Sun, Kane, um, Lloris, Bergvine, no Lloris, sorry, uh, Lucas Bergvine. Um, so I think they're two positive signings for us. Um, I think. You know, I do think Ben Ben Tenker is is good, um, is is better uh, than than what people are making out. Just because they couldn't make the Juve starting lineup under this manager, that doesn't mean that we've got we've ben got. Ben was though, mate. Ben Tenker was playing regularly under this. Yeah, but, but Kulikovsky well. wasn't. Kulikovsky wasn't. But, no. But pe- people will look at numbers. People will look at appearances. You know, um, and different managers, different styles. Um, will 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 create. You know dips in their numbers and this is what people look at they don't look at uh, their track record of what they've done and playing under the right manager they 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 could be very very positive signings and, and I agree with, with Mark I think Kulikev is, is going to be strong I think he's going to be very positive and I think he's going to have a very positive impact at Tottenham and same with Ben Tenker it's just how they're going to fit into the strategy the only slight thing for me is it would have been nice to have had another centre-back come in because you know Dyer Romero Plus one, um, I think. And that's the thing. Just but but at the same, but I'm not disappointed because I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm I'm thinking get what they can during during January because January's hard. We all know this. Summer for me is going to be the one where we we sit back and and see you know what what Tottenham have planned, what Conte's got planned with Tottenham, and and how they look to to really bolster that team. Yeah, just I before mean, Sam's in, Chris. Sorry. But that I just want to make the point that this is that this is the thing. Max said there he wants a defender. I've seen people say that they would have wanted a, a right wing back. I personally would have liked a backup striker. You can't fix everything in the January transfer, yeah. and that's the point. Yeah, so we've got two that. two players. Um, it's a start, isn't it? So yeah, that's I just and they're positive put. players. So I don't see why it's underwhelming. <clears throat> we've got two no. positive players, and we've cut out the bad attitude in Deadwood. Out of that squad, we'll, so we'll come the, out a bit later on, but yeah, uh, you know, you, you, but you, there's, there's going to be you know, two positive players, an uplift in the dressing room mentality. Sometimes a change is as good as a rest. Do you know what I mean? That could be enough to give us. And you look as well, Arsenal have seriously depleted their ranks. A Baba Yang has now agreed a deal to go to Barcelona. They've the one player they ha- I have seen them sign has, has gone back to them on loan, so. And West Ham haven't signed anybody. If anything, people sitting here going, oh, top four's fucked. We're done for top four. If anything, I think we're the only team that have put ourselves in a better position to finish fourth. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that as well. And, and uh, just a couple of comments, sorry, Sam. Uh, that no is what it is, Scott. Just another window to me. You get used to them where we don't address the areas we need addressing. Uh, Scott then said we needed passing, creativity, goals and progression in midfield. Uh, Brought in a right back who is sideways and backwards passing all the time. The goals up front, Kulo doesn't add that. That's why I say it doesn't feel the needs. And he's replied to uh, Dowell. I agree, just sad that we have got used to poor windows. My thought thinking under Conte. Thinking, yeah. I mean, I completely disagree with that, uh, uh, Sam. I think we have got creativity with Kulisevsky. And if he is, isn't is that playmaker and can play as a striker, that gives Kane license to go uh, a bit 
further back, be the creative player, and then we've still got a strike up there. And the ball retention, that's something we've been missing for years. I mean, um, since Dembele left. I mean, how, how if the transfer window ended now, literally this second, how, how would you rate it? Obviously, we'll get to it, the outs a bit later on in, in more detail. But like you said, or someone said there, we, we've got some of the Deadwood out. And I think it was me and you, Mark, that were saying on here not that long ago, January, get a couple of players in that we need and then in the summer go and get the rest. Um, Sam, for you, uh, the, the, the players in, the players out, do you think it's been a good window, albeit right at the last second okay so based based on based on the the whole you have to look at the whole window in in totality because we all know you we have to as Spurs have to get players out to get players in the attitude of some of the players were were horrible for some of them we've seen that so the idea that we're just going to be able to buy anybody it just it wasn't going to work you have to balance that whole thing up you have to also going back on to, to Matt's point about you know, maybe these players are a bit underwhelming because they're not currently in the first team or haven't performed to the level for the manager that they've got now. Well, you just have to look at Harry Winks uh, and also, you know, Ben Davis for Conte. They, they weren't in our plans. Well, they certainly weren't in my plans as players that I would want to rely on going forward. They're now in the fold of Conte. So there's no reason why these two players, if Conte wanted them, and I'm assuming that he did, aren't going to be influenced by him to be able to perform at a, a better level than they have been currently at Juventus. Uh, so I think they're good signings. With any signing that you bring from a league that's not ours, it's going to take a period of time. The Very rarely do you see any player just come in and just go crash, bang, wallop, start smashing in goals or do whatever. It, it takes some time. They're coming from, as I said, Italy. Uh, they've got settled. One of them's 21 years of age. So again, a lot of pressure on, on, on his shoulders. I'm not quite sure if he's going to be that um, creative player that we're looking for, just based on some of the stats and based on the type of player that he is. He's a player that likes to run with the ball as opposed to that cute and clever pass. He can make assists, he's got assists, but he's not an Ericsson. So that, that's one thing to get right. He's a player that's dynamic. He's a player that can carry the ball. He's a player that's going to beat a player. And because of his size and strength, he's not going to get shrugged off like how Brian Hill might have been if he keeps playing for us. He has to go out and do something. Hence the reason for that loan being a good loan for him. I would like to see them stay in the Premiership. But coming back to the two players, I think they're good players to have. Whether or not they are going to be regular first-team players, time will tell. I think Kulachevsky has probably got more opportunities because I think on that right-hand side, if he's going to play on that right-hand side, we've only currently got more. Again, it does depend on the system that's going to be played. He looks more flexible because he could probably play him behind and he could probably play as a second striker as well. So I think that's a good, a good signing for us. Benton Kerr, again, if you look at his YouTube highlights, looks fantastic in a minute and a half clip. But there's there's ups and downs. There's a bit of a mixed bag of um, reactions for the type of player he is. He's sometimes a bit of hit or miss. But again, if Conte wants him, Conte's obviously seen something in him. A young enough player, I think he's 24, 25. So there's time for development. I just hope for these players that we, as fans, give them the time. That's the biggest thing. If we don't give them that time to be able to make mistakes, we don't give them that time to be able to, to come into a team and just, you know, not just start and and, and like what Steven Bergwijn did. He came in, I think he scored that first in that his debut, he scored against City. Man's, and we're all like, ah, Steven yeah. Bergwijn. Yeah. And then he didn't, he didn't do too much after that. And then we're all on his case. We're almost running out of the club. But Conte wanted this guy because he's seen his skill set. So when a manager recognises that a player has got that skill set, it's the mentality after that. Get these Sam, players' mentality. Keep, 
get it right. Sorry. People, people, people are already writing off these players before they kick the ball. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. I, I don't understand that. It's, be, it's because people, that. this is what I said, expectation and, and the reality. People expect us to be looking at players like, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 million pound players. Right, but that isn't the reality of Tottenham. No, that isn't reality. It's never been the reality of Tottenham. But also, as well, people are looking. People are forgetting just what we were and how we were. You know, we were spoiled under Pochettino with what he did. if you, if we we did, we I think we overachieved, and we were further ahead than when da, da, when Dan Levy thought. Right, I get Pochettino. I don't think he thought we were going to get to a 2019 no, no Champions way. League oh, final. He, I don't think he, he was thinking we were going to be yeah. second twice. I think wow, but because of that, that put pressure on him to then do more from us yeah. fans. Oh, we now we're now Champions League. We should be there every year. Well, no, we're not. How many times in our history have we been in Europe to be yeah. able to say we're Champions League finalists? It was, it was a five-year project, wasn't it, that we achieved in a season and a half, two years. Correct. You know, it, it was a five years to get to the Champions League. He'd done it in was his second season or whatever. Yeah. Um, well ahead of schedule. And, 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 this, and, this is a, and this is the problem we have. Because, like I said, the reality is, is that isn't Tottenham. The reality is, is we, are not, we, we never were. You know, we, we're not. We used to be top 10. <laughs> not even top 10 sometimes. Right? Mm. We've gone to being a regular top four team. People have got spoiled by it. People have people have always believed that we were destined for something great. Pochettino gave us a taste of that. Now we've taken a couple of steps back, and and it's it, people have and it's got people's backs up. But they need to remember where we were. We're all old, old enough to remember three point lane, FA Cup runs, hoping for Certainly. finishing tenth, get getting get in the first by teams like Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> And I we've had some really good players in our play league of thinking this is going to get us into Europe. The fair yeah, fucking yeah. play league. Yeah. Come yeah. on, we've had some we've had some really good players at Spurs. So let's yeah. not forget that because a lot of people think, oh, we haven't spent the money. We've not. Done. We've had a lot of really good players Ginola, in Spurs. Van der Vaart, you know, just to name two that we've had over the course of that time. Klinsman came to Spurs for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? And I, I know I'm going back to some people who may be watching this or seeing it or whether. They won't remember sort of you know Klinsman days or Ginola days, but Gascoigne. you're right. Nobody Paul Gascoigne, yeah, Gascoigne. We have had some amazing players. The problem is, is we've just never been able to to kick on or do as well as everybody else has done. There's always been those clubs that have got money to spend like it's water. You know, we're not one of those clubs. We never have been one of those clubs. Never. And whether we believe that Lewis and Levy have that money stashed in their mattresses somewhere. Is irrelevant. The fact is that isn't Tottenham. It's isn't Tottenham, and it's never been Tottenham. So it why never is going to be? It never is going to be. Unfortunately, now, just because we've had a taste of of the top table for a few, you know, three or four years, do all of a sudden now we demand that we're going in for players like Dembele? You know, we we should be trying to, you know, let, you know, joking or otherwise. Mbappe is going to be free at the end of next year. Why not try and have a you know, Messi, why not try and get Messi? He was free and you sat there going, I'm sat there going, I get why yeah. you're protesting. I understand it. I support it because it's been a lot. It's been 21 years of, uh, of a hard fucking slog where we're paying stupid money to go watch a football team that are underachieving on many levels. But at the same time, the reality is, is we shouldn't be up there anyway. We are a top five Top five club, in my opinion. Top five, just, top six club. Just, just on, just on the back of that, mate. Just think of the teams that we're having to compete with. So you can yeah. almost discount Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. 
I yeah. would have almost discounted Man United in that as well, but they've just they've kind of once upon a time, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. So those top four, if you think about it, to break into that top four anyway is almost an impossibility based on the money yeah. that those teams spent. So to get in there, what Potts did was an overachievement. So we're competing with the likes of Arsenal, Leicester's, uh, you can throw in like Everton's, um, Aston Villa's. You can throw that's where we are. And, that's where we are. and a comment that was made which I agreed with. I, I, don't, I can't remember if Tommy read it out, but somebody turned around and went, Leicester winning the league probably made it worse for Tottenham fans. Of course it did. Because if Leicester can do it on a, on a team that costs about £32 million in total, why the fuck aren't Tottenham doing it? Right? But the sun shines our dogs are some days. You will get that luck. You will get the, the the break, the lucky bounce, whatever. And we we had it in our own way. We just we just never won a cup out of it. You know. How many lessons um, are we going to see? We've seen one in how many years of the Premiership? Well, I've been alive nearly years? forty years. Do you, you know, know what I'm saying? My life. You know, it's, you it's, it's few and far between, mate. We probably won't see it again. We won't see it again. Not based on how football's going in terms of the finance side of things. It's yeah. not going to happen again. So the fact that it did happen is is an outlier. And when you have to look at outliers, you've got to take that into consideration. You're yeah. right in what you said. Because Leicester did it, everybody's like, well, if they can do it, why can't we? We should We're have done it that Leicester. season. Why We're better than Leicester. Leicester. We're doing this. Well, obviously not. Yeah, I mean, in your point there, we, we were obviously fighting for, for Premier League 16, 17 season, I'll go back to. So not signing anyone for 18 months has obviously put us back, which is where a lot of this anger and expectation comes from and now why it's completely out. So well, we should have tried Chris, to Can I just add to that? Can I just add to that? When we bought the likes of the players that we bought, you look at Tango and Dombele, Giovanni Lo Celso, they cost us nearly £100 million between those two. Significantly... That's what's caused us the problem. We've made wrong signings because you looked at those two signings initially and thought, wow, they're weldies, particularly yeah. Tangai. But it's not worked out. Whose fault's that? Is that the board's fault or is it the coaching? Is it, is it down to the, the um, scouting? It's a combination of all of them things because the scouting should have looked more into his history about this player and bringing him to the Premier League and to bringing him to Spurs. But it's not like we ain't gone out and bought certain players. So I, I kind of... I understand about the 16, 17 and not buying for 18 months. That, again, could have been rectified. But when we did come to them buy players, we spent money. We spent nearly 60 million and oh, yeah, give I, this I, guy I, 200 grand a week. Come yeah, on. I, I've always disagreed with the people saying Levy doesn't spend money. It's just spent on the wrong players, like you've mentioned exactly. there. Um, a, a few comments to get into. Davil, uh, just here, if Conte wants them, then why didn't he buy the, in his problem areas? I don't like questioning Conte. Just a bit puzzled. Uh, Truth 82. How you doing, buddy? New striker would have settled the nerves a bit. Kane staying fit may is a big ask. Right wing back also needed fixing. Uh, we'll presumably be going up for Adama Traore for the next uh, 15 years. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, and Barnabas has said, uh, according to uh, Fabrizio Romano, no more signings for Tottenham. I still think it's a good window if it ends now. Uh, and then a couple for Scott. Fair enough. That's your view. I think that's... Uh, you, Matt. Uh, Matt uh, we can have more ambition than that, especially with Conte here. Uh, we'll come back to that in a sec. Uh, I should have zero ambition with disappointing bringing in Conte. Uh, we're getting a lot of comments in here. Let me just quickly go Signing set the tap that's tone of the summer, says Darrell, and this window has left me left me a tad underwhelmed. Uh, Truth 82, 16, 17, the difference between us and Chelsea was they bought Kante. We got Sissoko for the same money. Improvements is always an issue. 
I think the issue with that season was that we drew a few games early doors where Chelsea kept winning theirs. Uh, and Ryan McFarland, how are you doing, buddy? Poor window. This also affects our sub hitting pool. Now, I'm, I'm not sure it does. Uh, Kulisevsky's on a loan, and Benton Kerr was fairly cheap. But uh, Mac, in terms of the right wing back, we're obviously after Adama Traore since uh, he was uh, <laughs> since he's been a kid. Seemingly, it's been going on and on and on and on and on. He's gone to Barcelona, similar to uh, Louis Liverpool. He wanted to go to Barcelona. Even calling for a right wing back, I'd like to see Doherty get a real, real run in the team. I know he's been playing pretty poorly. I was going to say, to be, to be well, I, I, I don't entirely agree that he's been playing poorly. I think when he's been played in his proper position, which was what yeah. he played at Wolves, right wing back, I think he's. That, that, that's, he's shown... that's literally what I was going to say, and you cut cut me off. Great minds that's think because it's a Mac show. But <laughs> it's because you're a coach now, you know these things. It's it, mate. I'm, 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 on, I'm on the start of my coaching side, but no, it's he, when he's playing his position, he, he doesn't do a bad job. And he, he, I would put him ahead of Emerson, you know, Emerson's more of more of a right back than a right wing back. Um, I, I think I'd give him a go for the rest of the season if he don't, then doesn't improve. Fine, then some I look for a right wing back. We, we need to, but, but this is the thing you've got, you've got to remember, and you know. You you look at you Conte has assessed that team. Conte knows what what he wants. He knows what he needs, but also he's an experienced manager. And it goes back to what we we've all you know we were saying earlier. January is the toughest transfer window out of the, out of them all. You know, so you've got to be realistic in what you do bring in. You know, so we might not have got another right wing back. We might not have got another centre back. We might not have got a out and out. Striker, second striker. All right, and I say out and out because of Kulagevsky. Do I want to say is look at the teams around us who we're fighting for that top four. Mm. West Ham. I don't know what business they. They signed nothing. Nothing for West Ham yet. They were weren't they? But he's been told he's not anywhere. Wolves, have they signed anybody? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that, that, the, the Tiore for replacement, the um, can't remember his name, right winger they signed. Right. Okay. okay, so they might no have no one decent. Okay, so again, the teams that were in and around us haven't gone out and spent mm. loads to then get them into top four. Even United, Which goes to what I was saying beginning, Sam. 100 now, in my opinion, in the prime position to be looking for that full spot yeah. because we've done something. Rather we than should top. be... Yeah, we, we are now in competition, in my head, in competition with Man U for that fourth, space, fourth yeah. spot. If Man U, because of all their worries and troubles that they've got going on at their club... And because they ain't got an elite manager, in my opinion, we have the advantage, but we have to take advantage of that advantage, if that makes yes. sense. So the games that are coming up, we have to make sure we win them, take care of them games and just see where we are at the end of the season. Because the summer window is going to be the important one. And that's when he yeah. does need to be packed. 100%. Do you know what? If everyone sat here, at the, when, the summer, when the summer transfer window closes, right, and we've done square root of fuck all, or we've only got two signings, then I'm, you know, all in, all in. For me, it kind of don't get me wrong. I didn't reset my 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 Levy perspective. You know, I'm 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 on the outside. But if you if you look at, at the fact that he has brought Conte in, there's got to be a reason he's here. They they they've made these. There's there's agreements in place, and if we haven't done much during. January, which is, I think, based on what like Klopp said about Diaz, if you'd sign him in the summer, you'd go for him in January. Okay, if we've tried and we haven't been able to get those players or the players we've been linked with publicly, 
and these two players we have bought in have been Conte signings, then for me, this is why I'm sitting here saying, I'm not stressing myself too much right now. Jan, um, as soon as we go back in, as soon as we go into August, as soon as we go into the summer transfer window, this is where I think, you know, with Conte's manager, p- people have every right to lose their shit on a huge level. And the only, and I will just want, uh, sorry, because I don't want to, because I've got, the only thing I'll add to that on top of that is the players that we've let go, because a lot of people are saying, oh, we've let go too many and we've only brought in two. Right. So Tanga under Conte, how many games has Tanga played? Not many. How many games mm-hmm. did Celso play? Not many. Gil the same. And who, who else might have gone out? Yeah, yeah. Definitely didn't play many games under Conte. Yeah. So Conte's played 10 matches and, and, and lost one and unbeaten in the other nine. So, and not to have them players because they didn't, the attitudes weren't right or their performances levels weren't right. If we've got two players that want to now play for the club and prove themselves, even if it's to prove themselves to go on to a, a next level, We've yeah. got players that want to play for the club. So they will make a difference. If you get rid of that Deadwood, which some of them have now gone, I'm, I, I, I totally think we're going to have a marked improvement in at least the players coming off the bench, if not anything else. Because if you yeah. put Lucas on the bench and you start Kuliszewski, you know what Lucas is going to give you when he comes off the bench. Yeah. Deli Ali coming off the bench, I was like, oh my God, this is it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So fresh. So, the team up and and those players like the Lucas, like the Bergvine. Well, if I don't perform, I'm, I'm not coming on, am I? So it, it, it's the competition that you get. And Benton Kerr, if he plays as deep as he is, it gives Hoiberg a rest. Maybe now skip to push forward a little bit more. See some good passes decently. Um, yeah, a couple of comments as well, Scott. Uh, only chance we have for top four is Conte. If he gets top four, we should get a statue with how poor this squad is. Teams around us have better squads than us, much less need to bring in players. I'm not sure I agree without West Ham, a couple of injuries away from really being out of it. Arsenal don't have a striker. Manchester United, if if, if all what you wanted to be believed, they're going to be without a striker sooner, quite likely so. All of that, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, uh, Arsenal's got two, two, but, um, two strikers, haven't they? West Ham's done nothing, but they're still in multiple competitions. They're not going to be able to handle fighting on all fronts, you know. Our Arsenal, they've they've cleared out so many people out on loan. They mm. they haven't got the backup and the depth in squad that that they should have or they they have had. It's I I, I don't see where Scott's coming from with that. I, I genuinely yeah. don't. No, but um, Sam, I, I know you've got to head off in a minute uh, or a couple of minutes. I just wanted to get your view on this because uh, there was a comment there saying, uh, uh, you know, I don't like, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was now. Let me get the comment up. Uh, it was from Daryl. Uh, I don't like questioning Conte, but I, I think all of these signings are ones that he wants. And the reason I say that is because of these going out. We've been trying to get rid of Delhi for a little while now. Yep. Levy's always put the blocks on it. Uh, PSG, I think it was last year, and he put the block on it saying he's not going anywhere. Undombele, you know, he's always tried to get his million bound back and La Celso as well. All of a sudden, in the space of a few hours, all of them are out, albeit Undombele and La Celso could come back because they're on loan. But I, I think that's Conte saying they need to get out and you need to bring the players that I get in. And whether it was Levy who brought the players in or Paratici or Conte or a combination of all three or two or whatever. Do you, do you see this? Uh, certainly with these three, Conte getting his way and saying, I'm in charge of this team. This is the team I need. These are the people I need out. And it's happened. Or do you just think teams came in for those three? And No, I mean, that he's, 
it's Conte. He's pushed it. You, you, you can. Well, okay. We go back to the Amazon documentary with the Tanga situation. He want. He's been wanting to leave for a number of years now. Daniel Levy didn't want him to leave because it's his biggest investment. Blah blah blah. He's a star player. That potentially I don't think he wanted to come. <laughs> I'm not even sure he did as well. Just looking at the player, his whole body language for the whole time he's been here hasn't been the best. We've seen moments, but any player can give you moments. It's the consistency that you want to see. He didn't give us consistency. But going back to the point, Daniel Levy seemed to want to try and make this work. Conte's coming in. Remember when he came in, I'm going to do my assessment. I've done my assessment now. I know what the problems are. I think Conte looked at the whole squad and thought, blimey, I didn't know it was this bad. But he's now seen why it's this bad. There are players he can't rely on. If you can't rely on players as an elite manager, you've got to get rid of them. He's yeah, now yeah. got rid of them. I think he's more happy that he's got rid of the players that are not going to work for him than he would be just getting any players in and having them still around. Because that's what we could have done. We could have got two or three players, kept Deli Ali, kept uh, Lo Celso, kept, um, uh, what's his name, Tanga as well. I don't think that would have worked because them players are still around not giving all. You have to be collective in this Conte approach. If you're a collective, yeah. you have a, a chance of being successful. Yeah, I definitely think so. A couple of comments again. Uh, Ryan says, uh, we are Kane injury away from not challenging for top four. I think you could argue uh, uh, West Ham or Declan Rice away from not challenging for top four. Man United have got a couple of players, maybe. Arsenal, uh, well, they're not a spike away okay, because they're all at Mario going out. And, and, they're a um, breath of wind. They're a breath of wind away from falling over completely. There are five teams that can get fourth, not seen enough to think we can get fourth. I, I do have to disagree with that. I, I think we're right bang in that fourth race now, whether we'll get it. I mean, getting fourth, being in the fourth race, are two separate things. But we've got games in hand. Obviously, the Chelsea game was a, a big it's, the, it's comments like this that, for me, typify the negativity that that is the Tottenham fan base. Everyone's to their opinion. So no, 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 I am. But what I'm saying is, it's always, it's always negative. It's, this is underwhelming. This is this. This is that. Fuck me. We're not going to do this because of this. <laughs> Rather than looking at what we, you know. Conte's going to walk. Like I said, Conte's like said earlier, right? Bergvine is, they're, they're looking at using as, as a top man. Kulikevsky has the, has the ability to play up the top. But uh, Son has the ability to play up the top. Right, so why are we? Why is it one cane injury away from us not making the top four when we have a potential of three other players there who could cover the striker role or you know the main man role? Son's proven he can already do it. Bergvine hadn't had much opportunity to do it in a moment, and Kulikevsky was doing it at Palmer week in week out while he was there. Hmm. People need to look a bit further back than oh well he hasn't played for. He didn't play for Sweden in the Euros. Oh, he hasn't played for Juve, you know, apart from coming on as a sub and he, and he played down the right. But it's not the only place he ever played. No. They, and, and, and this is where people, I feel, fail, are failing in doing any real form of due diligence. And they're, they're following the Twitter masses going, oh, well, that's a bit of fucking shit, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah I agree. Uh, so Sam, I, don't need, I know you need to head off. Um, thanks so much for coming on. And, nice uh, meeting you, mate. Thanks well, you, guys. I'll follow you both on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I'll oh, follow you off my personal, mate. Cool. One t oh. Fantastic. Thank you for having me on. It's been great. No um, see you again soon. Yeah, and uh, Paxton Road TV, give yourself a little plug uh, where people can find you. I'll go across to YouTube right this minute, but then come back here as well. Go and have a look, subscribe, <laughs> and come back here if you want to as well. If you definitely have to come back here. But um, yeah, Paxton Road on YouTube if you can find us. Doing all kinds of things.
Mate, you're not going to come back. The talent's leaving. <laughs> we, we will be following each other, Sam, as well. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Sam. Been nice on a times. Pax and Road TV. Brilliant channel. Everyone on there. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Chris. No problem. All right. See you guys. Thank See you guys. See you tomorrow. All the best. Bye-bye. Okay. And then there were three. So, uh, bloody nice bloke. Yeah, he's lovely. So I've spoken to him quite a few times, been on his channel quite a few times. Uh, really nice bloke. Uh, those those three outs, Mark, are ones that kind of we kind of wanted out. This one here, Hill, it would have been nice if he'd gone to a premiership team, get a bit of premiership experience. He's gone to, I think it's Valencia, somewhere in Spain. Valencia. Uh, yeah, I've... It's kind of where he came from, so maybe to get his confidence up a little bit. But, um, I mean, it would be good for him to get on loan. He's not getting any game time here. The, the only other one that I wanted to go out on loan is Scarlett, and it doesn't seem to be the case. Um, he's not That's because people will tell you he's our only other backup. Yeah, um, but if Kulisevsky can play there, Sun can play there, you know. It, and if Kane doesn't get injured and plays every game, then Scarlett's literally an 18-year-old, yeah. year-old playing under 23s all season. He needs to go out on loan. But um, that's uh, a conversation for another day. But Mark Hill, good alone, good for him, or do you think it would um, be for another Premiership club? If, if I never really give Mac cre any credit, so I'm going to give him a bit of credit here. Um, he did say, record, record. <laughs> he did say on, on another stream, um, that he would have liked if he can't get a Premier League move, he'd rather see him go to a championship club. And I agree with that. I'd rather him stay in England. There's no real point in going back to Spain. We know what he can do in Spain. I think a championship move would have been very good for him because I, I know there was another one on Tommy's channel today saying, well, if the Premier League don't come in for you, which is true, you can't force a player to go to a Premier League club. I'm sure we could have found a championship club for him. And I think that would have been a really good move. It would have toughened him up. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to have seen that. I'd like to say, see him stay in England. Um, he is trying to settle into the country. Then rumours that come out early on the week, seemingly bullshit because he sort of put an emoji out, didn't he? Laughing or whatever it was. Um, so I think it would have been good for him to remain in England, really. Um, but it's good for him to get games, don't get me wrong, but I just think to acclimatise to the English football, the English culture, would have been good for him to remain in the country, personally. Yeah, I mean, Daryl said another head-scratching loan into a foreign club. Uh, I mean, if they're the only club that are in for you and you want him off your your, your books for a little while to get some experience, uh, there's not much you can do. But yeah, uh, I agree. Like, an English club would have been better. I, I didn't think of the championship club, to be fair to you. Um, no, obviously top a top tier side, you know, top tier team. Yeah, you know, yeah. who's challenging up the top yeah, end I mean, of it? But I just, for me, it would have. He needs battering about a bit. He needs to. He needs to build himself up. And there's no better league to get knocked the fuck out of. Really, let's be honest. The championship is one of the toughest leagues. Um, you know, they're they're all fighting, they're scrapping, and and yeah, I think that that is that's where he he would have he would have benefited so much from as well. Plus, with the uh, technical intricacies that of his game that was one of the reasons why he was bought if he could pull off all that in the championship right whilst getting knocked about he would i think yeah he would have come on leaps and bounds to to be back in the premier league well hopefully he does come on leaps and bounds gets confidence back hopefully bulks up in the summer maybe uh, and then comes back a different player but there's no doubt he's a talent there um mm -hmm. The Undog Bele loan is unbelievable, really. If Leon decide to buy him, we get our money back for someone who seemingly 
has a bit of a bad attitude and has been fairly awful other than a handful of games. Uh, unbelievable if we get that money back. I, I'm not sure if Lacelso is alone with an obligation or option to buy. Mm. Uh, Delhi's obviously uh, permanent with Darius. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Darius on Paxton Road TV before I came on here was saying it's 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 essentially free, and then money comes in due to appearances and, and yeah. performances, which can yeah, it, it's free or ten million or something. And no, that, 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 it, they come out. It come out saying that it's free if he makes twenty appearances. It's ten million, but then the Sky come out and said it could potentially rise to forty million, depending on other um, things that happen. I mean, he, he could he could come go back to his best at Everton, and you know, I mean, that's obviously good for England if he does. I'm not sure because I I think sponsorship, celebrity lifestyle, haircuts are more important to him. I, I I'm not sure. TikTok. Football, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure football is his highest priority anymore. Which is a shame because we've seen what he can do, you know, four years ago. But uh, if we can get like uh, 20 million, 30 million put for him, it's probably good. We've got someone out who, who seemingly I don't think wants to be there. And like uh, like we said earlier, I can't remember which one of you two guys said it. Conte, it might have been Sam actually. Conte doesn't mess about. He's an elite manager. He wants people there who want to play football. And that sounds like something Sam would have said, not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly, and, and, and that class is with uh, Undombele as well. La Celso seemingly just injured all the time. He does well for Argentina, but for us, never really happened. So I, I think they're good three outs there. And I, I think it's Conte saying, I want them out. But Mac, in terms of uh, the buying the ins, do you think that's Conte saying, I want these? Or do you think that's Paratici or Levy going, Conte saying, I want a player who can play X position. I, I think it's a little bit of Paratici and a little bit of Conte. I think Conte's turned around and said, this is the type of player I want. Given a couple of names, we've gone over, tested the waters. They've probably gone, fuck off, I don't want to go Tottenham. So <laughs> Paratici's then turned around and gone, well, Conte, listen. Have a look at, and this is why maybe it's gone to a later part of the transfer window to get players in. Maybe you know he's 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 gone round to Conte and said, "Listen, just just take a look at a couple of videos of these guys. Tell me what you think." And then Conte's turned around and gone, "Actually, yeah, happy days." Like I say, we we don't know what what it will or will not be. Um, has been said behind the scenes. If you know, we, we're not going to know this, but. It wouldn't, you know, I can't see these two signings coming in without Conte turning around and saying, "Yeah, those work for me. Let, let let's go for it." Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, uh, Mark, uh, I was going to ask a question. I've gone completely blank now. Uh, so, never happens on Graham Norton, does it? Do you remember what I was saying earlier, Mark, about people doing due diligence? No. <laughs> um, what I will say, what I will well, say, you obviously haven't done your due diligence to know that I don't do due diligence. <laughs> with, with with the Delhi Alley, with the Delhi Alley thing, just one thing. I'm sure I've mentioned this to you, Chris, and I, both of you actually. I know for a fact that we had a sell-on clause with MK Dons when he was sold, because the manager at the time was Cole Robinson who told my stepdad, who was my milkman. No, it's not one of them ones. This is factual. It was my milkman, shagged my sister's dog's exactly. uncle's auntie's he hamster. Told my dog, <laughs> he told my hamster. No, this is true. Cole Robinson was the MK Don's manager, and he told a family member. Um, he lives in Milton Keynes. Um, 
that they have like is either twenty five percent or thirty percent sell on clause, which is the reason that we got such a good deal on Delia. Was it five million we paid for him? Yeah. So whether this give him away for free and it's done on a pit, I don't know whether that's a way to get round that. Um, Levy always does these bloody clever things, doesn't he? Where he doesn't have to pay out as much money. So I don't know whether that's the reason we've done something there. And that gets out of us giving them any money. I don't know. I don't know whether that clause, like with Gareth, when we signed Gareth Bell, there was also a sell-on clause on that. I don't really remember. And then they nearly went into administration and Levy went there and paid like five million or something. So he got rid of that clause. We could have done something like that. I, I don't know. But that's something to bear in mind that maybe... We don't have to give MK Dons anything now, or maybe the future fees we do get a cut of that will have to go to MK Dons. So we won't get as much for Delia. This is maybe why the the fee is probably up to forty million pounds because if we've got to pay 30 percent, yeah. Levy's going to want a good exactly. return on his five million pound investment. So yeah, you know, paying ten million and, and getting thirty. And on the end of Bellet deal, I'm so happy he's out the door, but I would have liked that obligation to be a bit lower. Because I don't think I can't see Leon spending sixty-five million euros on Lendon Bello. He, he, he got well, put on, didn't he? Playing for them, playing in that league. So if he carries on with that, then they'll think they've but, got exactly the same player back. But this is the thing, Mark. This is the thing, though. Won't they just then turn around and say, "Well, rip up the previous agreement"? Then you only paid us four million, so here's four million pound. Shit can the rest. Maybe. We don't know what. What we don't know, no, we don't was, know the ins and outs exactly. We it. don't know, how, we don't because there's no way Tottenham paid them 65 million euros in, in one hit. So, if all all Evie says is give me back what I've already paid you and we'll fuck the rest off, then there's no reason why they might not potentially take him back. Just as a thought, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Time will the only other transfers out that we made, uh, the youngsters. <clears throat> They were sold to Blackburn. Uh, Jack Clark's gone on loan. I can't remember who to. I think it might have been Sunderland. And Akete, I think, has gone to Cheltenham or somewhere like that. Right, yeah. uh, Mark and Day, Mark of Day, uh, spelling mistake there. Uh, Mark and Day, one million, which I, I was a bit sad about at the time, being that he, he, he could have been a bright uh, a prospect, but he is 21. So if he hasn't got into the team now, it's fairly old to get into the team. Jack Clark, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, the next two seasons will determine whether he gets in or if he's going to go the same way as Mark and Day. And then Kete, I don't actually know too much about, to be honest. Uh, no due diligence there either. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark, what would you, you make of those three? <laughs> Mark and Day, um, yeah, I was a little bit sad about because um, I'm trying to bribe my nephews to become Spurs fans. They're half Indian, half English. So I was using Mark and Day as a bit of a, come on, lads. He's a bit disappointed with that. But um, And he was a good prospect. You know, he was one of our, supposedly he was scoring a lot of goals in the under 23s. He looked decent. But yes, be honest, was he ever really going to get a shot? in our yeah. first team and, and this is the problem isn't it you know and he wanted to go and he wanted to go it's as simple as that apparently we offered him a contract he wanted to go he needed to go and I, I wish him nothing but luck i think he got injured didn't he in his first game i think he got a serious injury um in his, in his on his debut he's out for the season perhaps which is a shame for him but i wish him all the luck um jack clark he he come in with that window with um endon ballet and lasso sesignon after the champions league final um and yeah, just hasn't worked out at all, has it? He's had other loans, hasn't worked out. 
Um, Akete was at Northampton. He was he done okay there, um, and they felt that he can go. But he can go up another level. So let's see. Mm. I don't know. Let's see what happens with him. Yeah, I, I think though, unlike most windows or any other window, certain, certainly that where we got Gareth Bale back, that seemed to be like a let's cheer the fans up, let's get them on side, and, and I mean some of the signings there, like Doherty on paper was a good signing. We just didn't play him in his right wing back position, so you can argue there it's a terrible signing. Uh, made a few bad. Emerson, he's still young, Emerson, so he could come good. Uh, oh, this is hold on. The only Arsenal Arsenal signing is. Austin Trusty from um, Toronto Rapids. Oh, is that the goalkeeper? Was it a no, goalkeeper? He's a, he's a defender, and they've loaned him straight back to the club. <laughs> uh, and Arsenal forward Moller joins Ben Bosch on loan for the remainder of the season. Mac, and this is a Tottenham pod. Shut up. No, no, no. But one, this goes back to our previous conversation about the um, top four challenging top four. There's not. They've they've got nothing. Nothing coming in that's that's of anything. No. I, I think we've definitely been proactive. Uh, not just the players coming in, but getting rid of uh, the, the uh, three of the dead wood there. And and, and Chris as well. I argue that Delhi and Dombele Lacelso in this team are dead wood. Uh, Again, and I'm not, a, and I'm not, a, I'm not a levy in right by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I'm really not, but. I do, I do believe in giving credit where credit is due, and I, and when he does something shit, I would say he's done something fucking shit. But it does seem, and I said this in the summer, it does seem that he has taken a step back because there's no way we'd have got rid of Deli Ali for bloody free. He would have tried to scrimp every bloody penny out of that. I have seen changes with him. Um, we did it by cancelling Aurea's contract in the summer. There is some change going on there. I he think is paid it himself. Paid. Paid us to cancel a contract. Did he? I've not. I've not read that. I just oh, read I that. On that. I mean, I, I do agree in a sense. There, I think this is all to do with Conte and then pushing it, like Max says. But I mean, Levy has to follow this up now and do it every window. He can't just yeah, do well, it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, so yeah, he, he has to. He has to certainly in the summer do that and to say, right, Conte, who do you want? Paratici, you go and get it. Uh, here's the money. Uh, but Matt. Uh, Window ends now, let's say. We've got these two players in, those three players out. For me, that's quite a good window, I think. Uh, summer, if if we our right-back situation doesn't resolve itself in like that's our clear right-back, or, or mm -hmm. uh, then get Tom. another one, maybe look to get another one. The striker situation, if, we, if, if, if Kulisevsky isn't the playmaker, get a playmaker. But uh, in the summer, what, what, what are you... What would you be looking at as a Spurs fan uh, in the summer? Because I think we can all agree that January was going to be bits and pieces, and then the summer is where a lot. Of yeah, I'm 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 happy with where what we, what's happened so far. Um, for me, centre back is 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 a big one. Centre back for me is is a big position that we need to have that extra. I'd even say extra two. Um, I'd I'd be happy to lose Roden. Um, because if he's not broke through now, um, trust you. Yeah, who? Yeah, <laughs> just Daryl. Uh, exactly. Um, so yeah, but we've. Um, so yeah, I, I, for me, he, he's got to go. He's if he hasn't broken in, it's like Delhi can't get. If the three managers can't get a tune out of him, then he's got to go. If Rodan Rodan can't break into that squad under under three different managers, then he's obviously not cutting the mustard. Um, you know, as much as Sanchez looks looks better with Dyer alongside him, 
Um, I I think that we we still need a a more established solid um, defender to 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 cover that and have Sanchez and uh, as the backup. Um, we'll see what happens towards the end of the season as regards Doherty, um, but definitely need somebody to be another effective right wing back. Whether he becomes prop, you know number one with Doherty on the bench or he, he's back up to Doherty. Um, as much as I like Emerson, and I do like Emerson Royal, I think he's he's got a lot of potential, and I think he will adapt. Um, he at the moment he's a, he's a right back; he's not a right wing back, so he doesn't, you know. So this is where I think there are flaws in his game, and this is why there are flaws in his game. Um, so yeah, for me, get um, get get a centre back in, look at another right wing back, and depending on how um, Bergvine adapts. If he's given the opportunity between now and the end of the season, and Kulikevsky, uh, um, you know, then yeah, if if those two don't have an impact um, in a forward in the forward role as regards potentially second striker, then the second striker does need to be readdressed. And Mark, Mark, um, yeah, I agree that we need at least a couple of centre backs. We definitely need a right wing back for me, and we need a backup striker. Um, I know you've always you you're very much the creative player, but maybe Kulusevski can be that. Um, I do think Inter Milan he played two box to box midfielders. If we're going to play a, um, a free four three, um, he plays two box to box midfielders in that position. So your your creativity yeah, is coming from the wing backs. Playmaker doesn't he add Pirlo or oh, Pirlo's? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Messi had Fabgas at Chelsea, Ericsson and. Uh, Rosovic, uh, I think his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't have the. He had Barella, didn't he? he had Barella at Inter. Yeah. Um, maybe Skip can become that because Skip's shown his ability passing, and and I think that yeah. the Hoiberg off the line against um, Leicester all came from uh, him threading the ball through for more, mm-hmm. which keeper read fairly well and, and smothered it out, and it fell to Hoiberg. But, um, what do, what do you think about the goalkeeper situation? If you don't sign his new deal, I think everyone thought it'd be a one-year deal and it's two. So well, I've got a thing there that the reason for a two-year deal is that we're looking to bring a keeper in who's going to be our number one, but he's going to be fighting with Lloris in the same way that Lloris forced Friedel out. Rather oh, is not now for our number one. Not I, I think it's... Uh, Play alongside Lobby's for a little bit. I can't hear Sorry. you over Max TV. <laughs> Sorry, I've just so even though it's even though it's um um a Babby Yang, right? Free transfer. Arsenal have just cut their losses with him. Hmm. Free transfer to Barcelona. I'm not surprised. He's taken, he's taken, 300 grand a week, isn't he? You know? He's taken he's taken a huge wage cut to go, but he's gone for free. Here's, here's my predict, here's my prediction here, and I, I hope that I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong. I think they've got Amazon in at the minute, haven't they? I would yeah. not be surprised if they go and bid for. I don't know who they could bid for, but like uh, the Isaac uh, um, at Real Sausage. I reckon they're going to get a player in. I reckon they're going to get a striker. That's my prediction. I just leave that. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, a little, little bit. And in the last two hours and fifty six, uh, one hour and fifty six minutes. Yeah, I think they are. They, may, they can't even look on in the background. People don't know about it. Anyway, yeah. we did it with Sissoko, didn't we, unfortunately? Anyway, yeah, Chris, um, <laughs> I, I'm glad Lloris is staying, mate. I know we've... Yeah, I we've, think everybody is. Um, I mean, I've I've been 
I know over the years you said about getting Pope in and all that, but I'm I'm a massive Lloris fan, so I'm I'm glad that he's staying, mate. Yeah. Um, I've always said he's I. You have to spend a lot of money to replace Lloris. That's the problem. Yeah. A lot of money, unless you get an up and coming, you know, a Sam Johnson maybe at West Brom if he would be willing to come in. Dean Henderson wouldn't be because he's got the, he wants to leave United because it's the same issue. Um. So I don't know who you could get in to to. This is the, 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 the one difference though with Dean Henderson is. De Gea isn't as old as um, as Larice, which means that he knows it literally is just a case of biding his time for a season, showing the gaffer what he can do, and then maybe you maybe. know that, that's the only difference between being as being under Larice than De Gea, isn't it? It could be the case with Pope as well that Burnley are in danger of going down. Then he's a championship player, wants to get into the England fold again, go up to Premier League. But I, I just think that the two year deal for Loris is that they're going to get another keeper in who's eventually going to take take over his position, but not completely flat-footed and not completely out of the reckoning. It's going to be similar to how Loris uh, broke in and, and got Friedel out when they were both competing, essentially. Mm. I think that's the, the right way to do it. You don't want a Schmeichel at Man United situation where they spent, I don't know, 10 years looking for another goalkeeper, eventually mm. got back after about 10 years. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's brilliant that he signed. It should have been done ages ago. It should have been months ago, but, uh, you know, better late than never. But, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, last last thing, Mac, uh, we've obviously made these sign-ins. Uh, Arsenal have got rid of all their strikers. Manchester United haven't really signed anyone. They seem to have a an issue with Ronaldo. If he doesn't play, he gets in a, in a paddy. Pogba is... I mean, Delhi Alley times two, isn't he? In terms of it, the... it, it, yeah, Man United is more like a crash in a football club, but yeah. yeah. In terms of top four, do, do, are, are we in prime position there, or do you think? I think whoever... I think if you look at if you look at the immediate teams around us, as we were saying with Sam earlier, yeah, Tottenham are in pole position for me. You know, making making some signings is better than no signings, and with an upbeat dressing room, because we we've lost, you know, La Mise in La Celso. We've lost the lazy in Undumbele and um, the big kid in Delhi Ali. Then, um, yeah, I, 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 I think that that the the atmosphere around around the club will start to change amongst the players. There'll be, you know, rather, you, you know, it's like when I come on these pods, you know, it's like oh, fucking out his mouth. Oh, you know what I mean? It's that kind of roll the eyes mentality when you know now those now those people have gone, mate. It's It'll give the club a, a complete lift. And, yeah, these two players, I think, are positive. I think they are um, they are, they are very positive signings. And I do think that, in a lot of ways, upgraded to to what we, we have in certain areas. So, yeah, I, I think we're in pole position and um, we, we hold ourselves in good stead. It's, it's in our own hands. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Mark? I mean, getting those players out that Max mentioned there is almost as important as getting the players in. We know from experience, where certain, I'll use Berbatov as an example, if they don't want to be there, get them out because they're going to be negative for the dressing room. It doesn't matter how, how much they try to be positive. They want out, so they're going to be negative or they're not pulling their weight or they're just lazy and then they're going to potentially attract other players to be lazy as well. So I, I think it's been... Really good business. I, I would have liked a, a, a recognised uh, playmaker, but, you know, <laughs> I say that on every pod that I've been on and every uh, tweet that I send and, uh, you know, for the last two years. But uh, I think it's a positive uh, uh, a transfer window. And uh, I said on here, I can't remember who, who was on, but 
do something proactive. Do something proactive. Don't just sit there and hope you get top four. Go and try and win and get top four. I think it was to my friend Ben actually on text message rather than on here. Who's man who thinks that we we're in pole position before the window opened? Um, but yeah, in terms of top four, I mean we're definitely in the race. We've got these games in hand, which could be crucial. Uh, but how do you see top four and, and, and in terms of pole position and, and the favourites? Who, who's favourites for you? I've always said that um, Man United are the favourites to get it. But I'm just trying to bring up the table now just to have a look. So I think we've got a fair few games in hand on them, haven't we? Um, I'd have to have a look. And also all the stuff, I'm not going to go into all of the stuff that's going on at Man United at the minute, but that's going to have an effect. We all know what I'm talking about. That's going to have an effect on the whole squad. Um, you've got Pogba there, which you just said, whose contract's running out. You don't know how he's behaving. He's had an absolute shock of a season compared to his uh, previous standards in a Man United shirt as well. Who, mate? Sorry? Uh, Bruno Fernandes. He's had an yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not been the same. He's not been the same. For what he's done apart from the two goals he scored against Villa. Yeah, and as you say, Ronaldo's um, a great player, but he's a bit of a, a bit of a knobhead when it comes to if he doesn't play, he starts kicking off and moaning like a petulant child. Um, and they've got I, I, of... I think with them talking about Man United... Uh, I always think it's a risk when you've got a manager who the players who aren't playing who may need to come in know he's leaving in six months. Six months and I might get in the team. So yeah. Yeah, so well, I mean, especially I think especially at a club like that, Chris, where they're 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 superstars, you know. And they go, Why are you gonna listen to this guy? He's never managed the top club, he's only here for a few months. Why is Ronaldo going to respect Ranier? You know, I like Ranier. I, he was one of the ones in the summer when we were linked with every manager under the sun, who I looked into and thought, actually, this is this is an interesting guy. This he looks like a good manager or director of football. I like to have seen him coming as a director of football, um, but I, I just didn't agree with the appointment for six months. Really, like you say, I just don't think it was. So, taking all that into consideration, we've got two games in hand of them. Um, we're what a point or two points behind, yeah. Why not? Why it is in our hands at the end of the day, and we've got that manager, um, that can do it. So, yeah, do you know what? I, I think we've got a very good chance. I think we've got a very good chance of making the top four, whether we will or not is a different story. But yeah. why, why can we not? We've lost one game in 10. Why can we not make the top four? And I hear all we've well, not played anyone yet, and all that. I hear all of that stuff, but it's in our within our grasp. I agree with these signings could be a, a real positive aspect. You get the, the Deadwood out, three of the Deadwood out anyway. Uh, it could be completely changing the dressing room. And and like you say, with Man United, with everything that's going on there, I, that could have any number of effects on that dressing room there. And then you, you the other things with Ronaldo and Magnac, Magnic or, or and whatever. And then West Ham, they're going to be in Europe. Uh, do you think as well, Mac, just thinking about it, uh, Lack of European football, where West Ham are in Europe. I think Man United are in Europe. Yeah, but well, that's what I said earlier. They still make West Ham are still in all competitions. Uh, so, do, do you think competitions will help us? Yeah, yeah. Well, you think we, we we've only got to focus on the Premier League and the FA Cup. You know, West Ham have still got the FA Cup and uh, the, Euro the Europa League. Um, United have still got Europe and the FA Cup. You know, we've. You know, you look at the team. You look, and this is this is this is what I said earlier. We we're in this, and this is why it's in our own hands. You know, we have, you know, we we added a couple of players to the squad that are going to do well. 
I'd, I'll be honest with you. I'd love to see them make a, make make an appearance on on Saturday um, against Brighton. You know, be nice, I'm, I'm taking me uh, taking me little girl, so it'd be nice to see them uh, be there to see them paraded, and hopefully, who knows, maybe even uh, get get on the pitch. Um, I don't know whether they will or they won't. It'd be good for them to, to uh, first game is at home in front of the fans. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll end up just being paraded. And you know, seeing the stadium full of fans of the Brighton game for the fourth round of the FA Cup, but um, I, I, I think we've made. I, I do. I think we've got every hope. You look at you look at what Liver, um, what West Ham have got up and coming. You know, they're going to focus. Are they going to focus on Europe over the league? They're going to try and do both, but one's got to give. What will be the one that gives? Um, once they finish their European exploits with all the travelling, are they then going to be buggered? Do you know what I mean? They've still got the FA Cup to play. You know, it's it, it they they don't they've already said you know they don't have the squad depth. They don't have the squad depth to to be playing in three different competitions, let alone four. But obviously the Cabo, they, they, we put them out anyway. Hmm. So I like I say like I say it's in our hands. I think we are we are in pole position. I think there's there is enough going on at United to to keep them distracted. You've got you know dickhead Pogba. You know who, who who just is the way he is, as, as you know Ronaldo obviously said earlier. You've got other stuff going on behind the scenes. I yeah, I think I, I do. I think there um, I think there's just issues in general um, that that are working in our favour. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely you know I, I'm positive anyway. It hasn't <laughs> helped me out with the Spurs in the last twenty years, but I ain't going to change the habit of a lifetime. But uh, I, I think there's a lot to be positive about and. Obviously, because of the lack of trophies and everything like that, and the issues that we've had with, uh, you know, certainly this season with Nuno and then Conte and the, the, the you know, Nuno being our 750th manager choice, it, it, it's had a kind of negative effect. But I, I think we've put ourselves in a really good position. We're, we're still, if we win our four games in hand over them, we're ahead of Chelsea I mean, by one point. I know that's very unlikely to happen. Uh, you have to win four games in hand whenever those games are. But I, I think that definitely top four is within our grasp and, and yeah, possibly the favourites with the games that we've got in hand and, and we're the only ones who have made kind of positive reinforcements and outs as well, I think. But yeah, I mean... But we... the, the Burnley game is going to be interesting because we were, um, I, I said this on, on earlier today, well, they, they signed Waghurst, who we were linked oh, with yeah, yeah, and yeah. everybody slated him. I'm going to watch him at Burnley quite closely because um, if he starts tearing it up, um, yeah, I, I, I thought he might have been a, an okay signing for us. And yeah, if he starts pulling it out of the bag and, and doing it for Burnley, then it for me, it will kind of make me stop listening to Twitter as much as that makes sense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, we don't want him. Ah, oh, Terrell Bollocks. He's, he's not against him there. And then, but if he, yeah, if he starts tearing it up for 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 Burnley, then um, yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start like just ignoring Twitter and just looking at the pictures. Stop reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, a lot to be positive about. I think uh, whether that remains to be the case at the end of the season and then in the summer, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Chris, just to say, like, there's been a lot of negative comments and everything. But we all want the best for Tottenham. We all want us to sign top players and everything else, but it's just about being realistic about what you... And I, I understand the frustration, but yeah, you've got to, you know, 
you know, you, 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 Conte said it himself, mate. And I know you were just about to finish it, but Conte said it himself. This is not going to be fixed. In, if you think it's going to be fixed in one transfer window, then quite mm. frankly, you're mad. You're mad. I'm sorry. You, you, you're in, living in fantasy land if you think you're going to fix every single problem. And if you are, you're going to be overspending mm. 20, well, 30 million pounds on a player. It's as simple as that. Lamptey, like let's say, go get Lamptey, go, you know, go just bid 50 million for Lamptey. They don't want to sell Lamptey. They might ask for 70, 80 million. And then you're overspending on players. And you're, it's just, we're not going to do that. So just be a bit more realistic and, and yeah, think. I'll tell you, I'm, can I just, I'm just going to quote you a tweet. Do any of you guys follow Spurs Web Seb, Seb Jenkins? Don't know. Right. So he starts with a question. Why can't Spurs act like a big club? Hired Antonio Conte. Tick. Got him two new players he wanted. Tick. Shipped out everyone he said he didn't want slash trust and wasn't going to use. Tick. Set the foundations for a big summer rebuild with loans to buy outgoings. Tick. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. That's why, mate, that's... I think a lot of the negativity and everything isn't helped by the media because they know that Spurs fans are unhappy in the main. So they put peddle the fact that Conte is going to walk in February, even though the fact he said it's going to take more than one transfer window to sort this out. So it, it then feeds into the, the, the fans are unhappy and, and, and worrying about Levy, uh, uh, Conte walking and then we we're in that situation again. So the newspapers don't help. It's the same with COVID. They've been doing that for two years with COVID and... and mm. And, and, and you know, scare that creates a reaction and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, and yeah, I think if, if Conte got no signings this summer, no one out, uh, not summer, uh, uh, this January, no one in, no one out, and then in the summer, the same thing happens again. I could see him walking, uh, you know, first September, something like that. But I, I, I definitely think these signings in and out have got his fingerprints all over them rather than. It's just Levy's fingerprints and the manager has to make do. I think it's got Conte's fingerprints all over it. And that, I think, bodes well for the summer. Certainly, if we can get top four and in the Champions League, because then we've got a bit more mm -hmm. money, a bit more pulling power, uh, you know. And yeah. So I, I, I think it's positive whether and then hopefully we can just make it even more positive in the next three, four months. But um, we could be talking about this for <laughs> hours and hours and hours over the same thing. But uh, we'll end it there. Uh, Definitely have you both back on, uh, uh, certainly this season. Uh, Sam as well, who was on earlier. Big thanks to him. Uh, but yeah, Mac, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. No problem. And Mark, same to you. Thanks so much yeah. for coming on. Thanks, mate. It's good to be back on your channel, for sure. We love it. Yeah, excellent. Great having you on. Always have a good chat. Uh, thanks to Sam as well from Paxton Road TV. Make sure you go and check them out. Hit the like and subscribe. Uh, after you hit the like and subscribe on here, uh, all helps the channel. Uh, Mark and Mac also have uh, Motion Pod, which is the Vaught Emotion podcast. Uh, that's wherever you find all your podcasts. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, when we can be asked to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we've got so much, we're spending so much time making these appearances on YouTube. We just don't find the time anymore. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do due diligence. You two don't do promotion. No, we don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's left to say when we do it all on here? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there is that. But yeah, uh, yeah, hit the like, hit the subscribe, go check Paxton Road TV out. And uh, I'll be back on Friday. Uh, Talk about the game at the weekend, which is the FA Cup game against uh, Brighton. Hopefully our new signings start there. Uh, 
And yeah, hopefully we can uh, crack on to the end of the season, get that top four, have a really good summer and then really have a push next season. Uh, until Friday, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!